Hello, guys, and welcome to uh, episode four of In Off The Bar. Uh, it's another week and we return a, a slightly later than, than scheduled, uh, but we are back. And uh, obviously, I'm joined by Nick, my co-host. How are you doing, Nick? You all right? How you doing, Cam? Yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, another week as an Arsenal fan. More, uh, more banter, more disappointment. Yeah, I would say yeah, more, more tears than uh, celebrations, for sure. Um, yeah. Coming up for you guys today, uh, we will be uh, breaking down the uh, Arsenal and Liverpool game from the weekend uh, that's just passed. Also chatting a little bit about last night's fixture against Slavia Prague, uh, which obviously was a disappointment for both of us. Um, we'll also be uh, bringing you guys uh, some standout players from the Premier League this season, kind of in a team of the season format uh, with the goalkeepers and defenders that have been standout and we'll bring you the rest in the weeks to come. But um, Nick, it is Grand National Week, but it's not grand to be an Arsenal fan at the moment, is it? <laughs> Love it. No, mate. And we're not in any sort of title race uh, whatsoever. Um, it's just a one-horse race in that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, same old Arsenal, isn't it, really? Um, obviously, the Liverpool game, I thought Arteta got his team selection all wrong. Um, should have maybe played the team that started last night, should probably have played at the weekend, but obviously injuries, etc. probably changed that. But yeah, we've just got too many players that just, just aren't good enough. Um, and I feel Arteta's just sort of trying things here and there without a real sort of plan maybe in some games. I don't know, I just thought Liverpool was just so easy for them, wasn't it? Well, they, they've... Um... They've had a quite a poor season, Liverpool themselves. But um, you know, in terms of last season's champions, you know, there's been a lot of lot of talk about uh, it being the worst title defence ever because of how well they were last season, how bad they've been this season. But yeah, we made it look so simple for them. Um, you know, most of, most of the players walked for us um, at times, and I think um, yeah, it, it wasn't the best of performances that I've seen from Arsenal at all. And, and uh, I'm sure a lot of the pundits, a lot of the critics uh, definitely did uh, did give a negative feedback in, during that game. Um, well, wh what, where do we start with it? it? It was one of those performances where we, I think we could slate, uh, you know, one to 11 and and more. But um, overriding thoughts on that, on the whole the whole game, Nick, do you, what do you think? Well, we started first 10 minutes. We started quite well, you know, the guard was getting on the ball, some nice, neat little touches, a couple of little openings. And then just all changed. Liverpool got control of the game. They dominated the midfield. And down the flanks. I mean, the thing is, playing Pepe and Aubameyang in those positions, you know, Aubameyang was at left back for most of the game. We were pushed back a lot of the time. I mean, Liverpool could have had even more than three. You know, three was being kind to Arsenal, really. We, we didn't lay a glove on them, did we, at all? Very disappointing. Paul over the pitch. Obviously, Tierney going off as well was just rub salt in the wound there in the end. Um, and, yeah, Liverpool deserve winners. Uh, but they, they were. I just... Yeah, I just... It's Arteta's game plan is... The players he picks for certain games just, just aren't right. And that might be his inexperience. But just Lacazette and Ober, they don't seem to work. Or, you know, in terms of having Ober wide, it means he's got to defend, which isn't his game. You know, why wasn't Martinelli starting? 
they, they're a question. Well, keeps talking about him, doesn't he? He does. He does. Why and he um, his games. The argument that I had uh, more going into last night's game as well. Um, Arteta is uh, is saying that you know we're allowed to use five subs and we can we can use these five subs. Well, why aren't we using them? You know, uh, the players that are playing on the pitch currently aren't good enough um, or are giving good enough performances uh, to stay on the pitch and to change a game of football when you know when we're down in the dumps as we were against Liverpool at times last night as well. Um, but I think. Um, as you said, you know, Liverpool were able to control that game. I have to say, I thought Fabinho was fantastic for Liverpool. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but, you know, he's he's been playing centre-half all season for them. And uh, he's played five games in midfield this season for them. And he's been arguably one of their better players in, in that position. Um, you know, I, it, it's similar similar mould for him in terms of what Fernandinho did, wasn't it, last season for City? Um when he's a central midfielder and he's been put in defence and he's not the quickest. And as soon as, uh, <laughs> as soon as a player runs past him, the things happen, yeah. him, he's not getting there, is he? So, um, but yeah, I think Fabinho dictated the game. Um, you know, Tierney's gone off at half time and it was nil nil at half time. I'm not saying that, that that's the reason we, we lost three nil, but you know, you take him, Saka who didn't start Smith Rowe also who didn't play. Uh, they've been our three, most three consistent players this season. So, uh, you know, when you're relying on players that aren't good enough anyway, um, yeah, we're, we're going to struggle, aren't we? And I just don't know at the moment, Nick, I'm not sure. Um, there's a lot of things that's going wrong. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of fans are saying to trust the process and a lot of people are saying about giving, giving this squad of players and giving this manager a chance. But it, it is a difficult one when... You know your 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 club's down in the dumps, and you you want instant results, and ultimately that's what football is now. It's about about the results, and it's not happening for us, is it? Well, no, and that's it. And then fans want instant results, don't they? And you look at obviously we touched on Chelsea earlier on in the series uh, with Josh about you know the way that they sack managers and stuff, and and that's been successful. Whereas Arsenal have always kind of stuck with a manager for a number of years mm. until more recently after Wenger with Emre and now Arteta. And, you know, you do want to give him time because you can see he's a, you know, he's a young, hungry, enthusiastic coach with some good ideas. But I mean, it's been a very, very poor season. If we go out next week in the Europa League, you know, finishing mid table, no trophies, you kind of feel that FA Cup win last season has kept him in the job for mm. a bit longer. Has that bought him a bit of time? Not sure. Uh, I think it has. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you maybe give him another summer? You know, where he slowly started to shape his squad. He got obviously got rid of a lot of players in January, you know, Ozil, Mustafi. Um, you know, so let's see. I mean, it's a big week. Um, it could, you know, all hinge on that Europa League game next week. And then, um, and let's see. But again, you know, if we sack Arteta, who would we get in? You know, would you, would you go for Vieira or like an ex-player like that again? Mm. Or I feel like, you know, we also need a, maybe an experienced head and, and maybe have an Arteta, something like that, as, as an assistant. Not too sure. What are your thoughts on that? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Like, in terms of consistency, that's what, that's what we want to see. And, uh, yeah, you do want to give manager time, um, but with that, you know, time time needs to. You need to have the results from it, should I say? Uh, you need to have um, a good squad at least to work with. Um, 
it's clear that Arteta doesn't believe in certain players and doesn't doesn't think that uh, some of his squad are good enough. Um, you know, there's argument that he could use some players that you know within the academy that haven't given a chance to an extent. Like I really like Reese Nelson, uh, and my argument would be like, why hasn't he been given a chance when the players ahead of him aren't good enough, you know, or aren't playing as well as they can? Um, maybe yeah. Arteta doesn't like well, him. I don't know. But yeah, that would be my argument. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, we need to play the kids. No, I'm not saying that, but just give them a chance because, you know, for him, he must think, well, I don't want to be here because I'm not getting any football, you know? Um, but yeah, in terms of that, I think, you know, we need to, we need an identity. We, we need a way of playing. Um, I began to see it towards the latter end, latter end of last season uh, for those FA Cup games where, you know, we were hard to break down. Uh, teams found it difficult to score against us and we were always a threat going forward. Now, I think we do have that in, in essence at times, but I think that having certain players in positions, we just lose the, uh, that ownership and that, that leadership that we should have from you know, arguably a, a big club, you know, and I think that's what we lack as, as leaders at times. So, you know, if we can get it right in the summer, then yeah, give give him a chance, give him a chance because I think he, you can see that he's trying to do the right things, but I don't think we can wait too long because, you know, it could turn, it could turn very hostile at the club, um, but we need to get it right. And that's, that's it. He needs to make the right transfers. He needs to get the right people out of the club. Uh, and we need to move forward up past what I think is is a dark time, and <laughs> I'm hopeful we can. Um, but yeah, just going back to Saturday's game, I just it was such a poor, poor performance, and I, I, the whole mentality was just let's defend. But he played an attacking side, and I don't understand that. Like you know, as you said, as you touched on, Aubameyang playing left midfield against the Liverpool side that will be a threat going forward, regardless of if they've had a good or bad season. Um, he's playing at left back yeah. most of the game. It makes no sense. And, you know, he's played, he starts a BIOS, which I think, well, I mean, I, I'm happy to set up a GoFundMe page to not have him back at the club, you know, because uh, he's <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just, you, yeah. You know, if, if people want to send in some money to get him a, a ticket back to Spain, I'm, I'm happy to uh, also join that club um, <laughs> because I don't think he's done enough defensively he's not done enough um and that that was his role on at the weekend it was to to um be in there as that defensive player but yeah maybe Arteta got that wrong with that selection um but yeah as you say but the the balance of the team was all wrong you know an attacking team was out there you had Lacazette, Pepe and Abemang all playing you know the three most expensive players and they were useless you know, and, and that's the thing. This season, the, the kids through the academy have been have been the best players. That's it. And the, the emphasis was on defending at the weekend. You could you could see that. Um, but we, we, we within that, we lost so much of our threat potentially going forward that, that we could create. Uh, you know, having those players on, you look at the team sheet and you think, oh, you know, that's actually, that's all right. We might go at Liverpool, go at a team that have been quite frail defensively this season, that haven't been as good uh in front of goal as well um but yeah we we just parked it and and you know as you said we're playing Lacazette through the middle who's whose movement's really poor with we've got a Bamiang on the left and again it's taken him 70 minutes to realize that it's not worked and that we need to make changes apart from the obviously the the Tierney change 
Um, and similarly last night as well, where, you know, we've not scored a goal. We should be, should be cruising before making changes uh, against, you know, a well-drilled Prague side. But regardless, we've got quality players. We should still be beating a team like that. Um, yeah. And, it, it, you know, we've, we've missed clear cut chances as we spoke about, but I just, yeah, we need, we need an identity. As I said, we need, we need a way of playing. And if that comes with the right players, I think, we will see some some good results, but you know it, it, it has to it has to happen for me, and it's just a matter of when. And you know if it will happen with Arteta, we, we only wait to see. But I, you have to give him some time, as we said. Yeah, um, for sure, mate. I think um, let's see how it goes in the next sort of couple of weeks. And um, I think he needs maybe a bit more time to get his own players in again and uh, and look to kick on from there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, with uh, probably last night, the Slavia-Prague game, arguably the biggest game of our season, right? He's left He's left the club captain on the bench. Um, probably right in doing so because he wasn't very good. He wasn't very good. He wasn't very good against Liverpool. And I think it was the right decision to make. Uh, but as we've spoken about, we weren't good enough first half, were we? We didn't create enough. Um, no. And there was just no intent on wanting to score. That We just didn't create enough, as I said. Uh, it was no. very and slow. The frustration I have, frustration I have is that, you know, he leaves out of Birmingham, but then plays William, who again, hasn't been performing. No. Doesn't look like he's interested. You know, why isn't Martinelli given a game now? He's fit. He's been left on the bench a lot of the time. Every time he comes on, he looks like he's hungry. Perfect for that left-hand side, can get up and down, offers a goal threat. You know, William and Aubameyang, they look past it to me now. They're, they're not, in terms of that wide position, I think if Aubameyang's going to play, you play him down the middle, either with Lacazette or without, but has to play down the middle. Because, you know, nowadays you need your wide men tracking back, you need them working hard, but then also you need them doing something going forward, keeping the ball. We didn't keep the ball, we kept giving the ball away. Everyone in that midfield was giving the ball away. And Liverpool were, you know, they were dominant in that midfield, mainly because we kept giving them the ball back. Mm. But yeah, yeah Fabinho was really good. Thiago looked class in there, getting on the ball, dictating play. You know, Partey has been a real disappointment in the last few weeks as well. You know, you want him doing that, Fabinho, or you want him dominating midfield, getting on the ball, driving forward. But he just doesn't seem to be doing that. He kept playing a lot of blind passes. And then that was just giving Liverpool the license to then attack us again and again and again. And um, there was no outlet, was there? There was no outlet, no. And and that that was the that was the problem. And you know, if you're going to play William, you know, I just I don't know. I just don't know what he offers us um, at the moment. You know, you look at like Smith Rowe and Saka who played last night. You can see how much more they give us going forward. Smith Rowe's runs off the ball. Saka was a threat every time. You know, should have scored. We had some, we missed some sitters, you know, on another day. We cruised that. Yeah, oh, that massively. 1 0, yeah. you know, it's a dangerous game. And, it, you know, from a set piece, it wasn't a surprise that we conceded, really. Well, it's just, again, it comes down to that leadership, doesn't it? Um, we're 1 0 up. We're, we're hitting injury time added on at the end of the game. And Cedric Suarez has the ball at left back and he can actually kick the ball forward. He can drive into the space that's there. Um, and I know he's not our yeah. starting left back or he's starting right back, whichever position that he plays. But 
I think any footballer can recognise that. You know, we're, we're three, four minutes away from winning the tie and now taking a win and a lead to, to a difficult venue, a difficult place, quite a hostile environment uh, as it would be in Prague. Um, and he could, as I said, he can drive into that space, he can, he can move forward, but decides to go backwards and be a bit negative with how we play. And he's actually put his teammate and fellow defender under a lot of pressure, uh, who's then ultimately kicked the ball out of play. And they've scored then from the resulting throw-in, which has led to a corner and the goal has gone in. Now, obviously, there are other phases of play that have happen happened after that play's happened, but it's just taken that leadership at the start. And if he boots that ball forward, that's 30, 40, 50 yards further forward that we don't then necessarily have to worry on as it being against our back four and you know we've not kept a clean sheet in football at 14 games or something 14 games that should be now, the first yeah. thing that we're focusing on when we go a goal up right do not concede a goal now do not let a shot go in on goal do not let the ball go out for a corner we should just not let anything come into our box because you know i'm not saying that we've been bad defensively but we have leaked quite a few i think simple goals at times and you know, set piece goals and just some goals that are you wouldn't you know Arsenal Football Club shouldn't be conceded. Um and I don't no, know it's why. Poor that around. Is. You know, Cedric Cedric needs to clear that. But then still you've got to defend better from the corner. The ball comes in from the corner. Nobody's there to attack it. You know, Pepe just dangles a leg and the guy nips in the back post to head in and weak as you it? know Leno can't keep it out. It's it's just weak defending, but it's yep. you know it's it's no real surprise, is it really with Arsenal? I think, you know, we do miss Louise, you know, at times, you know, he's, he's a leader at the back there, you know, and he's been good before he got injured. He was, he was really good and disappointed holding in the last few games. I thought Gabriel played, played okay last night and he was good, yep. pretty good in the Liverpool game, but no, nah, it was, it was poor around again. I, I'm going to have to disagree about that, about Gabriel being good in that Liverpool game. Um, I think, I think he was for, good for the most part. It was more the, that, the goal that Salah scored. Yeah, that, that Salah goal for me. I think he's, tackle, but... he's got to be more physical as centre-half. He's got to be better. He's probably got to be winning that. Um, I, I just don't know at times he lets the ball bounce. I think it bounce. showed that he was one of our... He lets the ball bounce at times and for me it's not it's not good enough um, as mm. a centre-half. You need to go and win it, you know. You need, to, you need to be a powerhouse there. You need to be physical and strong and... Um, I don't know if he he supplies that sometimes, and yeah, he's a good footballer. He's a good good defender on the ball, but ultimately, your job is to stop the ball from going behind you. Your job is to stop the ball from going in the net, and if that's not happening, you have to consider why he, you know, why why that's happening. And and as I said, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to use Ruben Diaz as an example at City. I don't think he's the best footballing centre half in the league. He doesn't need to be because everything else he does is so perfect as a centre-half. You know, if he's in danger, let's just stick it in row Z and then we regroup and go again. Um, and I think we just need to do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to look at... I think he's been a good signing though, Gabriel. I think because he's an aggressive centre-half, you know, he plays on the front foot, you know, he gets into tackles. And I think it showed it, you know, it just says it all really from that Liverpool game. He was one of the better players, certainly in that first hour. Hmm. You know, because everyone else was so poor, but you know, at least he was giving everything and and you know, giving it a go. But yeah, he, he's had moments, isn't he, where he's been a bit clumsy. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just classic Arsenal players as well. They, you know, they have two or three games where they're they're all right. You know, they they have a couple of good performances and then they go missing for five or six, and then within that five or six, they get questioned, and then it goes back to them having two or three decent games, and then. 
it's just I've had enough of it I've had enough of it I don't know about you but I just it's just too much for me at the moment it these players need to stand up you know if they're not that we know they're not good enough okay so just don't play them don't play them William he's played 30 well you know the club have played 30 plus games in the league and 10 plus games in cup competitions and he's not yet scored a goal now what does that say about the player what does that say about him he he's not good enough uh he's a winger he's not good enough um that's awful so give, mate really give you know, these but, players a chance yeah you know um, well that's it you know he's arteta's you know he's played some of the younger players which has been good you know he's yep. given saka he's given smith row a chance he's brought in odegaard you know these players so you know why not play martinelli you know we've got another lad in the youth team balogun you know looks yep. like he's going to stay another striker you know shown glimpses of real quality in the europa league games in the group you know, why hasn't he been given a chance? I feel like Aubameyang's only playing because he's captain, mm. which That's isn't right. To. You know, is, is William playing because of the, you know, the wages he's being paid and someone's telling him he has to play? Because <laughs> there's no, he doesn't deserve to play. No, he's done nothing good. Apart from the game to play at Fulham. He doesn't deserve the under-23s at the minute. <laughs> yeah, again, he Apart can, from the Fulham game, yeah. But, he he I mean, can go back yeah. to Brazil. Uh, he won't be a miss. Um, but yeah, I, I think... There needs to be a reason why we're playing players. And I think at the moment we're just picking players for, for the sake of it, you know, because of the name. Um, I think I think so. But I mean Arteta, at least Arteta dropped a Bemiang from the game for the game last night. You know, at yeah, least true, true. You know, if you'd watched that Liverpool game back, you know, there was no way a Bemiang deserved to start last night. And and I'm glad that he didn't start him. Um and he, you know, to be fair, when him and Pepe came on last night, you know, they made a difference. The tempo started to go up. Created a few more chances. Bamiang missed a sitter. You know, my question that goes in, it's though, a different game. My question to you, though, would be why hasn't the management recognised that earlier, that we need that tempo and that we need it and, and made a change earlier on? We, you know, we've not made a change until well, the 70, it, 72nd minute. It, yeah, yeah. And, you know, as you said earlier about leaders, is there anyone there who's, who's saying, you know, come on, lads, let's, let's start up in the tempo a bit? Is it because there's no fans? You know, it's always a lot of the games I watch Arsenal at the Emirates at the moment. There's no tempo, there's no urgency. It's just like a training game. They're knocking it around backwards and sideways. Or they, you know, a lot of the time last night they were going long. I couldn't work out why. You know, it was just, it was poor until, you know, the second half, that last 15 where we needed to get a goal. It just started, the tempo just started to rise. and. He made the substitutions too late, although they did have an effect on the game. But he needs to be more proactive earlier on. He seems to just wait a bit too much, Arteta. Yeah, it's like he wants to see a reaction from those players on the pitch. But uh, ultimately, in doing that, you're you're risking uh, giving those players on, on the bench a chance to come on and make a difference and give them that opportunity to then go on and get starts for the club. And... Yeah, that's what I want to see in, in in the remaining Premier League games. You know, if we're going to prioritise the Europa League, as I think we should, because that's our as our best chance now of making Europe next season in terms of in terms of football in Europe. So, um, well, and winning a trophy, fact, you know, we want yeah, to win yeah, a trophy. Exactly. You know, um, I would like to yeah. see some of these players playing that haven't been given a chance. You know, I mentioned Reese Nelson. You know, we saw Aziz on Miguel Aziz on the bench last night for the first time, which was good. Balogun, as you've said. Uh, maybe giving Nketiah a chance as well. 
and just players that don't necessarily get this chance in the league. It would be good to see them, to see what they're capable of doing. And obviously then we can, Arteta can make that judgment within six, seven games in the league of whether they're good enough to, to stay at the club or whether they have an opportunity to stay at the club or go out on loan for next season. And that would be an easier way for him to offload players. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me and that's my management style coming well, out. But... I think, yeah. And they can't do any worse, you know, at the minute than the players are already playing, certainly in the attacking positions. As you say, we've got Sheffield United this weekend. You know, why not change it around, give some other players a chance, you know, to to give Arteta more selection problems, you know, to for the game next week. Well, this is it. And it's an opportunity for, for them to do it. Uh, you know, I'd rather us finish 10th and win the Europa League than us finish 7th, for example, and not and not be not win Europa League and not get the the football next season because of in terms of you know positionings and t- other teams winning cup competitions and all that malarkey that happens within football. Um, but yeah, I'd ra- yeah I'd much rather us win a trophy and and be playing European football next season for sure. Um, but let's let's stop talking about Arsenal because we don't want to uh, we don't want to deflate our our listeners because they've yeah let's heard... look <laughs> more a positive. Um, note. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, just sort of go on to talking about some uh, some good performance from this this season really um, in terms of goalkeepers and defenders uh, and we'll obviously as I said we'll talk about midfield and attackers in in weeks to come but Nick in terms of uh, sort of standout players uh, goalkeepers this season um, I don't know pick a couple maybe that we can chat about and uh, and is there anyone that's taken yeah, your fancy well, really. There's been a couple for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, the obvious one, Edison at, at City, yeah. uh, top keeper, um, you know, just all round quality goalkeeper. But, you know, and then kind of sticking on an Arsenal theme, Martinez, you know, obviously we uh, we let him go last summer. He's yeah. gone to Aston Villa. He's kept, you know, 15, 16 clean sheets a season. He's made a huge difference to them. Um, and, you know, what a signing for 20 million. You know, he commands the box, great shot stopper. You know, as we saw at the end of last season when he was playing for us, when Leno was injured, you know, he's he's outstanding. You know, another one as well who organises the defence at the back, he's vocal. Um, and yeah, he's made a huge difference to Villa this season. And the reason why they're, you know, they're at the table and, and not fighting relegation this season. That was a bit of... um assured business by uh, Dean Smith I have to tell you he's done really well in terms of who he's brought into the club this season uh, and that was probably for me you know I, we've spoken about Ruben Diaz a lot of times um, it, you know if you take him out of the equation I think that's probably one of the best signings of the season Martinez was excellent for Arsenal last season um, you know when Leno got injured for the for remaining bits of the season and I, I think he's come in and he's done exactly the same at Villa as you said commanding can play out and you know, there was a lot of argument from Arsenal fans of whether that we got rid of the wrong keeper. And, I, and you know, I'm under the impression that maybe that was the case. But, you know, we've got a good goalkeeper in Leno. But, you know, going back to Martinez, he's he's been exceptional for, for Villa and he was exceptional yeah. for us latter stages of last season. Um, Very good. And um, and what about you? Anyone for you that stands out keepers-wise? Obviously, being a keeper yourself. Well, you know, well, you try uh, anyway. I yeah, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I do try. Um Got to keep those legs closed. Got to learn to do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, I, yeah, as I said, Martinez, excellent goalkeeper. Um, I think you know you've always got to mention Allison. He's not necessarily had a great season, but you know we spoke about him last week being 
for me, the, you know, the best keeper in the league. But uh, in terms of standout performers, I, I think that um, Alphonse Ariola for Fulham has been exceptional this season as well. Um, yeah, okay, he's not necessarily kept as many clean sheets, but I think that the games where they've drawn, he's made two or three outstanding saves. Um, and you know, that if they're not drawing those games, they're not picking up points. And that, that gives them a bit of momentum, obviously, moving into to these last few games, I think. And uh, yeah, he's he's always been a goalkeeper that I've admired. Uh, when he was at Paris, he was he was always good. And he went to Real Madrid as well, didn't he? And he, you know, he, was, he was always decent there as well. So yeah, for me, it, yeah, uh, interesting again, choice. When he when he joined Fulham, I thought that he would he would be good for them. Um, I, I always thought that Fulham potentially would be down there, but you know if if they manage to stay up, he, there's no reason why they can't then go on to sign him. And he's a very good goalkeeper, as I said. And um, yeah, I think he's had a decent season in, in what in in difficult circumstances, should we say, in terms of the team that he's joined, expected to be going down and. Um, you know, he brings a different style of play, I think, to the game with with them wanting to play out from the back a little bit more. So, yeah, I would go with him uh, as as my other choice with Martinez. And as you said, you know, Edison's... Yeah, and, an, and another there, one course. I just wanted to mention who uh, I think's been good, you know, over the last sort of three, four seasons is Kasper Schmeichel, Leicester. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, you know, under Rodgers, uh, you know, he's been given the captain's armband as well, you know. A good leader at the back, and he's been a very, very consistent goalkeeper. Uh, made some great saves, and you know, it's helped Leicester get themselves up the table. Well, when they won the league, he was he was a key player when he was part of the, the spine of the team. I would say probably played every game in the league. I, you know, don't hold me to that, but um, I think he played the majority of the games. You know, him with Robert Hoof in front of him, and um, you know, Vardy up up top. His quick distribution allows Vardy to run in, and obviously a bit of Ianacho now as well. He's, he's starting to get on on the bandwagon a little bit of the goals. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. one that you chuck in there, I think. Um, yeah. I so what about what about fullbacks then? So looking at right back, who would your uh, who would your choices be there? There's some some good choices this season. Yeah, there is. Um, I think as I spoke as we spoke about on the England edition, you know, when we spoke about the uh, England squad, I think right back is probably one of the most contested positions uh, in terms of uh, how Definitely. well players, yeah. yeah, well players are playing, and you know, um, there's there's a few players that I want to mention, but I'm not going to go too much detail about. You know, Joao Cancelo's had a fantastic season, uh, but I want to stay away from mentioning, you know big players should we say like the cities and the Liverpool players because it's not always about them you know and uh, I think we need to give a bit of credit to, to, to some other players so for me uh, James Justin at Leicester absolutely great season and uh, it's unfortunate that he got injured really when he did um, because you know I'm pretty sure he would have been selected uh, for you know for Sar- Gareth Southgate's last squad and hopefully gone to the Euros Um He's just a great. It's what he's all you want in a fullback, isn't he? You know, he's happy to get forward. He's happy to track back. Good defender. Um, he's got good delivery on him as well. And you know, yeah, he's, 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 he's been good. I mean, he's been good. But I mean, obviously, it's, it's his first season where he's shown that. And a case yeah. of, I think, with in terms of the England squad, maybe a bit too soon. Uh, obviously, he's got his injury now anyway. But I think if he can be consistent, you know, the next couple of years, then yeah, no reason why. You know he wouldn't be challenging for those fullback positions for England because he can also play, 
you know, as well as right back and play left back and, you know, could even maybe cover at centre half too. Yeah, I also think um Matty Cash at Villa's been been very good yeah, as well. Matty Cash, really good, very solid, very consistent. I think he's played every game for Villa this season, coming from yeah. Forest. It was Villa again... certainly cashed in on that one, mate. <laughs> it's just terrible from you that. Um yeah, I think I think he uh he's He's a very good player. He's shown at, uh, at Forest that he was a good player, and he actually started as a, as a wide man for them, um, but played a bit deeper when um, when one of their newer managers came in. Um, and I, I work with someone who's a Nottingham Forest fan, who unfortunate for him, uh, but uh, yeah, he told me that when Matty Cash signed for Villa, it was a kind of a big mistake for them letting him go uh, for the price he did. I, I think it was less than twenty mil that he went for. So. Um, you know, again, another good bit of business from Dean Smith, I think. Um, any any other picks that you've you've got, Nick, at all? Or yeah, well, there? obviously West Ham have had a fantastic season, and Soufal at right back has been brilliant. You know, reminds me of a young Pablo Zabaleta. Yeah, you know, of course. so good for City. Then end his his career at West Ham. You know, up and down that right flank. You know, provides assists as well. Good defensively. Really good attitude, consistent. You know, he's played most games for West Ham this season. You know, him and Sojak have been two fantastic signings for, for West Ham this season. And, and yeah, Soufal, I feel, needs a mention. Um, because, yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been a standout, for sure. Uh, if we flip it over to sort of left-sided players, left-backs. The left-back, um... again, you know, Cresswell, West Ham. Has been has been very good. Luke Shaw, I think, deserves a mention. You know, he's had a lot of stick, hasn't he, in the in the past? You know, about fitness and and weight issues and stuff like that. But you feel like uh, this season, you know, you can see Solskjaer's work with him on the training pitch. He looks a lot fitter, a lot sharper, more consistent. You know, and he's showing like he did when you know in his Saints days. You know, he can get forward. He's quick. Can provide you know crosses, assists. You know, and he, in the Manchester derby, you know, he popped up with a goal, didn't he? Um, yeah, and again, yeah. you know, he could be one that, that could be starting for England at the Euros and, and deserves his chance for sure. I mean, obviously, I want to mention, obviously, Tierney, because I think he's, you know, again, he's been, he's been outstanding in certain games. It's just, he seems to be quite injury prone, unfortunately, and, and we'll have like a run of sort of 10, 12 games and, and then he'll pick up a knock and be out for a month. Um but yeah, they they'd be my two, and obviously as you mentioned before, Jar Cancelo, you know, he's obviously played left back for City, but in a in a role where he's sort of been allowed to just sort of float around anywhere, and you know, and, and play midfield a little bit, and and, and add a look sort of like an overload for City in there, you know, another sort of uh, trick that Pep's used this season. Uh, mm. But what about you? Anyone that's uh, that stood out for you this season at, at left back? I have to say, as you said, Luke Shaw, um, yeah, very good season. Uh, as we've spoken about before, probably his best season in terms of returns and stuff. It's been his best season uh, since, uh, obviously, he's left Southampton. Um, and obviously, he's keeping a very good left back out in Alex Tellers, who they signed as well out of the squad. Um, so, yeah, you know, he's got other mention. Uh, for me, uh, I think that Stuart Dallas has had a, has a great season. Um I don't know if it's going to, you know, it's that first season in the Premier League um, thing, but I think, you know, 
he's come in. It's the Bielsa way, isn't it? It's just attacking numbers uh, and it suits him. He's he's a, a very advanced fullback um, and he likes getting up and down the line, which I think suits Leeds very well, suits him very well. And yeah, he's uh, he's notched up with a couple yeah, of goals, a couple of well, special goals as well and got quite a few assists. So I think he has, he deserves a mention as, as, as a player that's, you know, not necessarily considered as one of the top four or five teams in the league. I think he needs to have a mention. Um, yeah, what I like about Dallas as well, though, mate, is he, uh, you know, he can play in a number of other roles as well as, you know, playing sort of fullback. Yeah. You know, he's played in midfield for, for Leeds and, you know, just seems to do a great job wherever he is, you know, a bit like a, a, bit like a Jimmy Milner, you know, <laughs> very versatile and, and very dependable. Versatile player who, who you know, the, the clubs want to keep, you know. Um, All teams but- need them. Yeah, they do. They do for sure. They do for sure. Um, I'm just thinking if there's anyone else that I, you know, left back wise in terms. No, I think I think you know they would pop out when they stray. I think Rod Bertrand's been okay this season. He's been a bit hit and miss. I think uh, another one I will mention actually is uh, Lucas Digne. I think he's been quite consistent for Everton this season. I think they've been at times they've been hit and miss, haven't they, in terms of results? But I think. You know, he's been one of the more consistent players, um, as expected, you know, coming from Paris and, and previously uh, Barcelona as well. Um, but I think, you know, under Ancelotti, he's looked a lot better. So, um, yeah, I think Lucas Digne deserves a little, little bit of a shout. But I think, yeah, Stuart Dallas and uh, Cresswell and Soufal and maybe Cancelo are the, are the two or three that I would, three or four, whatever, would, uh, would pick it out. Um, we'll quickly just touch on couple of center offs nick and then uh, we'll we'll call it call it before we go all right uh, is there anyone in terms of central defenders that you you would uh, you would pick out in terms of stand out this season well i think you know after the, the stick he's had in, in the seasons before this one you know john stones you know he's really come back this season obviously i know he's you know at city and yeah, you know, obviously they're having to do less defending in games, but he's he's been brilliant, and you know you'd have him as one of the first one of the first defenders down for England for the Euros. Uh, sure. Ezra Concer at Villa, as well, another one. You know, yeah, a bit sort of um, a bit different, but I mean he's he's been really good, you know, and he can also you know play it right back too. Uh, I do like Wesley Fafana, Leicester. Yeah. I think he's going to be a really, really good centre-half. You know, he's only 20, but he's got everything, you know, to be a top-class centre-half. And you feel like, you know, if he's, if his performances stay consistent uh, for Leicester, you feel like some of the big boys will will come in for him. Um, and as you say, yeah, Diaz, uh, Johnny Evans as well. I think he's always a steady one for Leicester. Mings at Villa um, yeah. have all been... All been solid. I have to say, um, you know, we we spoke about Martin as being exceptional for Villa, but I think the spine of that of that team have been good as well, and that partnership of Mings and Concer has been been fantastic this season. And you know, there's been a lot of argument from Villa fans. I know we've got a couple of listeners who are Villa fans who have wanted me to mention uh, Mings and Concer being considered for England in in the in the past shows and stuff. Um, but it's fine. We'll mention them now as standout players for this season. Um, it's up to <laughs> Southgate. They're listening, those Villa fans. <laughs> it's up to Southgate if he puts them in the side. But you know, they yeah, they deserve to be uh, to be mentioned because they've had a very good season. And I think only maybe even only City have kept more clean sheets than them this season, which is a very good stat to have. So um, 
but yeah, in terms of that, that I would go with those two standout players. I think West Ham, as you said, have had a very good season defensively. Have been quite quite strong. Um, Craig Dawson's come in, isn't he? And he's he's been pretty good. Um, and yeah, he's been very good. Yeah, I think you know you've got to look at Lindelof and Maguire. That's been a good partnership as well at Man United. They've they've kept quite a lot of clean sheets as well. So there's been quite a few players. There's, there's obviously more to come, uh, and there's probably quite a few that we've also missed off, Nick. But you know what? Next week we'll definitely touch on some midfielders and some attackers that are, have stand stood out for us this season. But uh, Nick, it's been it's been a pleasure as always uh, chatting to you, and uh, uh, I hope hope the listeners enjoyed our chat about the Arsenal because uh, I know well, yeah, I certainly unless, didn't. <laughs> well, let's hope maybe this time next week that we are we're celebrating after um, seeing off Prague in the Europa League. Well, um, let's hope fingers crossed prioritize that and uh, that we get it right. But yeah, uh, thanks again, Nick, and uh, cheers for listening, guys, and we'll we'll catch you next week. <laughs>